You're listening to Youth and Loud, the show that's quiet about the trivial things, but loud about the important things. We discuss all issues relevant to youth. If you'd like to find out more about the show or have a topic idea, check us out on Facebook and give us a shout by searching Youth and Loud, or you can email us on youth at synradio.org. On this episode, we're joined in the studio with Shane Hood, who talks about his recent photography exhibition presented called Comfort in Chaos. Shane shares his life experiences, his struggles with mental health, and what his photography and artistic expressions mean to him, not just in his exhibition, but in his own personal life as well. Plus, we'll also hear from several people who attended the exhibition called Comfort in Chaos. I hope you enjoy listening to this episode of Youth and Loud! Welcome, Shane, back to to Youth and Loud. It's super cool to have you here again. Um, And for those of you who don't know, uh, last week... um, Sorry, not last week. A few weeks ago, Shane hosted a photography exhibition called Comfort in Chaos. Um, Youth and Loud attended the event... And we can say that it was super awesome. Um, so, Shane, how are you feeling after the exhibition? Um, first of all, thank you for having me. Um, it's, it's really cool that you guys got me on the show. Um, how am I feeling? Pretty overwhelmed, I'd say. Really, really overwhelmed. Um, a lot of really positive support, which has been really, really cool. Um, a lot of, you know... Um, yeah, it's just been really good. But I'm yeah, pretty overwhelmed. Like I, I wasn't expecting so many people to be there and that's not playing the humble card or anything like that. I just um I thought there was gonna be about a hundred, hundred and fifty people there and there was about uh three, three fifty or something. So mm. it ended up clocking. So um yeah, pretty overwhelmed. So I was pretty anxious at the time, but since since the exhibition it's been really cool. Like, um a lot of positive feedback. It's been cool. And um, what what are some of the feedback that you received uh, on the night about about the exhibition? On the night, um, I found it pretty hard to do, to talk to anybody uh, on the night because there was just so many people wanting to you know uh, not trying to sound um, arrogant or anything, but a lot of people, a lot of friends, everybody wanting to um, have a chat. But um, so on the night it was a, it was pretty hard. Uh, probably the most notable, I think, though, was my sister um, because there was a couple of pieces related to um, our family. Uh, so uh, me and my sister had a, a little bit of a moment where it got a bit bit emotional. Um, so that's probably the most memorable part of the night. But awesome. outside of that, it's just yeah, lots of love. I think that's all I remember. So it was cool. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. And I think there'll be a chance to unpack um, that kind of stuff mm. a little bit more, um, more sure. about the meaning behind your work and how that relates to you and relates to your family. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that's really cool. Cool. Um, yeah, I was going to say it was a little bit funny when I first um, got to the night because I hadn't I hadn't met uh, Shane before, before that <laughs> night, for those of you who are listening. Um, and I I thought that someone else was you. Yeah. So you you released a um a picture about comfort in chaos, which wasn't you on on the front. No. So I remember just before uh, your wife introduced me to to you, I introduced myself to another person. I said, "Oh, hey, Johnny Brixton," and he's like, "Oh, no, I'm not Johnny. He's over there. <laughs> he's no, over that there." That was that was actually so, my friend Seba, and oh, okay. uh, a few people said that to him on the night right. because they just thought. Oh, you know, that's a picture of of, of um, Shane or Johnny Brixton on the on all of the artwork. But I was just like, oh, I don't know if I'd be that self indulgent. But yeah. <laughs> but um, but yeah, no, it was yeah. A few people said that on the night. But mm. yeah, well, we we found each other, and that's cool. So yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, so after seeing the exhibition, um, I think you should feel super pr- proud, Shane, Thank you. Um, for what you've accomplished and also for the feedback that we received on the night um, was all really positive. Okay. Um, and it wasn't just feedback about uh, how your work was really good and how it impacted people's lives. It was feedback about how you personally inter- impacted people's lives um, in the relationship that you have with young people, um, both in your role as a youth worker at the, the youth foyer and also as a lecturer 
Um, it just came across a time and time again. Um, I, I think, really yeah, nice. just about and everybody I spoke to said, you know, it's not just the work, it's who Shane is as a person mm-hmm. um, impacts the, their lives. Um, so, yeah, you should feel, feel super proud um, despite the exhibition and in addition with the exhibition. Um, wow. So, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so do, do you feel a sense of, I guess, uh, accomplishment uh, uh, from the exhibition and, and, and after hearing that? Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, that's really nice to hear that. Um, but, yeah, I think they definitely feel some kind of a accomplishment. Um, a big part of it was my own, I guess, my own therapy. But um, a big part of it also was working with a lot of young people um and as a youth worker you're working with young people every day and um a big part of our job is to um i guess have them to be so vulnerable and you're talking to them and they're so vulnerable every day that i thought well that's only fair that if i ask them to be vulnerable then i'll be vulnerable as well Mm. um so as much as it was an artistic and therapeutic process, I think actually doing the exhibition uh, was really cool in that way to be able to really communicate um, how important it is to be yourself, um, to be real and um, not to be you know, afraid of who you are. So I think that was probably a big part of the message. And how how hard was it for you to to be so vulnerable and to be so open about your own feelings and about your own experiences, um, both on the night and in the work you you did? Was that was that difficult? Um, I, th- I think creating it wasn't. I mean, obviously it was difficult emotionally to create it, but um, I think outside of that, I mean, yeah, emotionally it's really difficult. But outside of that, it's just. Uh, putting it together and making sure that it's all right, and when I say that, that it, act, it basically that it communicates the message that I want it to communicate. Mm. So, absolutely, it's difficult to do it to be vulnerable myself. Um, it's definitely a difficult thing to do, but uh, it felt right, and I think that you know, to just be truthful and not sort of hide behind anything, I think, um, is pretty liberating and hopefully it encourages others to be liberated or liberating as well or liberated themselves. Hmm. And I think, um, I think you're right in saying that your, your own vulnerability and your own openness in your work, um, you're saying that you hope that encourages other people to be vulnerable and encourages mm. other people to be open. Mm. Um, and that definitely was the case. Um, that's one of the main things um, that got fed back to me as I was talking to people in the night cool. um, and doing the Vox Pop. Um, they said that, you know, it, it helps me to, um, to be more open, to be more honest about my own issues. Yeah, and wow. some of them, so cool. um, yeah, I think it was a really awesome point. And some of them, even though I just uh, met, met them and w- were asking these questions in relation to, to who you are and, and your work, some of them said, you know, I, I struggle with this mental condition or I struggle with this issue. Mm. But because Shane has been so open about it, it helps me to be more comfortable with it. Yeah, and right. It helps me to, to manage that um, more easily. Um, so yeah, that's definitely was that's true. Cool. I think that's in at least ninety cool. percent of the people who I interviewed uh, said that. So <laughs> well, it did its it um, did its job. So <laughs> that was that was kind of that was the plan. So um, yeah, that's super cool to hear. That's super cool to hear. Take us back before the exhibition. Um, what initially initially inspired you to? Um, do the exhibition comforting chaos, and what was the process like for you um, putting that together? Uh, I'd say the process was uh, was it just a, a therapeutic one for me. I would say that um, I well, my diagnosis. I guess I, I hate throwing around diagnosis because I just think that we're all humans and everybody just um, you know has their own individual kind of experiences but mm. everybody has their stuff and yeah, has their exactly. issues and yeah, you know, no one's got doubt. it all together anyway yeah so. without a doubt so my well my diagnosis is um anxiety um sort of not really so much now but it was panic disorder but mainly anxiety and catatonic depression mm-hmm. so 
Um, the catatonic depression's like really like I guess it's pretty intense. Um, the best way to put it is it sends you into almost like a you know uh, a coma kind of state, like where you could be staring at a, a ceiling for six hours. Um, it's it's a really it's a really full on process, and it's a process that you know, I you know knowing the um, where that can lead because it can lead to some pretty dark places. Um, I guess going through it, it's trying to avoid going to those dark places. So going through comforting chaos, I guess it was about trying to get out of those places and or trying to get out of uh, those feelings or go get away from those feelings. So um, photography was my main source so photography and writing so photography when I could get out of the house um, writing when I couldn't um, it's not to sort of say I went out and took photos and then felt heaps better and I was okay mm. um, it was more about avoiding those states so I guess the best way to put it is a normal depressive state versus a catatonic de- state so mm. Um, the depressive state is what I was more chasing as opposed to the catatonic state, which is, you know, pretty debilitating. So I guess with Comfort in Chaos, um, the exhibition was a goal of mine. So because uh, I, I believe I'm a big believer in with mental health is to always set some kind of goal to be able to look at days ahead um, even if that's really easy it can't it doesn't even have to be as big as an exhibition or anything like that but an exhibition was my main goal mm-hmm. um, to just sort of put something together um, that had meaning that really communicated what I was trying to communicate or or I guess the not even trying to communicate it was just communicating my darkest times and being really really sort of vocal about that and uh, really putting across to people that it's okay to feel that way Mm. um, and it's okay to be that way. Um, And I guess with Comfort and Chaos, the main goal was just to get a project done, get it finished, do something, complete something, have something to look forward to um, and, and just do it. You're listening to Youth and Loud. Just wondering, Shane, you mentioned that part of your photography and part of doing the work that you presented in the exhibition was, um, I guess, managing uh, the dark times that you have experienced in life Mm. and trying to not go to that dark place Mm. in the midst of your um, depression. Mm. Um, Do you mind sharing with us a little bit more about what that, what that darkness? Yeah, what what, sure. what is the some of that darkness for you, or what has it been? Um, um, yeah, I hope uh, that makes sense. I'd say um, a lot of uh, suicidal ideation um, would be the biggest thing, and that's um, to explain that is um, it's it's not actually making plans of suicide so much, like, but. It's thinking about it a lot, and you can, and I guess with suicidal ideation, you can actually go right through to every stage of what you would do. Like you can almost feel it, you know, you could feel it happening. Um, but you can, I guess, with ideation, you can go that far. Um, but the plan of actually doing it is like it's a whole another massive step. Mm-hmm. Um, so the dark times is mainly suicidal ideation. Um, you know, um, complete detachment from the world, detachment from everybody around me. Mm. Um, so, you know, I could have friends that are really caring and supportive, but um, I guess the, I don't know if it's the catatonic state or whatever it might be, but, it, it, you know, I guess it blocks the feelings of feeling that, you know, like feeling that support. Um, even if you want to, you know, like you want to feel that support, but it's um, so but it almost kind puts of, a wall up. Um, sorry to, to cut you off no, there, no, no. Shane. I'm um, just wondering, so you're saying you kind of get to a state where you feel quite numb and yeah, you struggle absolutely. to 
to feel those emotions or express those emotions, even if people are supporting you, yeah. you still feel that numbness inside. Definitely, um, definitely. And uh, which is why, you know, I know it's a touchy subject um, when people talk about suicide, but it's why, um, you know, a lot of people, it brings on feelings of anger and, you know, why somebody would do something like that. And But it's mm-hmm. not, you know, if they've got loving people around them, but when you go through it sort of through these states it's it's sort of you're not you're not really connected to any of that you know you you even if you want to you're not really connected to any of that love it's not it's not like a choice where you just decide to block it all out and say okay well now i just i don't care about anyone and i'm really selfish i don't really think any well I shouldn't say that anybody, but I I would imagine very it's not few. Normally, the way yeah, it, very the way few people would go through that um, of just not caring about people. I mm. think that people that are in that state are quite, you know, they they, they do care. Mm. Um, but um, when you're in a really really dark place, it makes it really really difficult to, mm. you know, the best way to say is if you're completely detached. And I, I mean, you know, I'm completely detached from happiness and sadness. You know, a lot mm-hmm. of the, you know, when the, you get emotional and start to feel a lot of sadness, mm-hmm. uh, in my experience, that's a, a, it's like a good part of it, you know, because at least you're feeling something. You know, Shane, if you don't mind me asking, sure. where did it all start for you? Like, what? <clears throat> Sorry, I'll take that again. If you don't mind me asking, where did that all start for you? Like, what triggered um, all the catatonic depression and the anxiety? Um, I don't know, really, to be honest, because, I I mean, you could look at... um, I I had a pretty shaky upbringing, like a pretty really, really, really shaky upbringing, um, which you could sort of say would be parts, a part of that, but I would also sort of say that at the time when I'm going through, I don't really think about that. You know, I don't really think about how, you know, bad my life is or anything like that. Because if you were really to ask me about my life, it's pretty good. Like, I've got a pretty good life. I've got a wife. I've got a a child on the way. Congratulations, Thank by you. the way. <laughs> Thank you. Um, you know, I've got good friends around me, yeah. you know, a, a good career in photography and, and youth work. Like, things are great, you know. Um but I'd say it would be a lot of negative energies if I was to put it to anything. A lot of negative yeah. energies that I'd experienced um, uh, that I've held on to. So maybe not so much thoughts, but maybe negative energies that I've held on to. Yeah. So it's almost like when you go through it, it's almost like the unexplainable, which makes it quite hard when you're going through it because you don't know why you're feeling what you're feeling. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, so it's... Uh, yeah, it's a difficult one, and I think that's the hardest part. With you know, like I work with so many young people, and you know, some people have got really rough stories, and then some people have got really, you know, maybe not so rough stories. But I wouldn't sort of say, or you know, or upbringing, should I say? But I, but I wouldn't sort of say that that's a scale of their mental health, you mm, know? Okay. Like, you know, somebody that hasn't had it rough mm. sometimes has a really a lot more, you know, a poorer mm. mental health or a lot more mental health concerns. So I guess you've seen that um, the fact that you've had an, a, a rough upbringing could be a contributing factor, but it's not necessarily um, the, main, the main issue. And for mm. other people who do experience mental health, it could be that their past and their uh, tough upbringing or background can contribute to mental health. Mm. Me- mental health, sorry. Um, but it doesn't mean it necessarily always does. Is that kind Absolutely. of what you're saying? Absolutely. Um, I'd say it'd be, there's a part of it, which yeah. would be my experience yeah. that was that. Like, I, I you know, I've got mental health runs right through my family. So... Um, uh, on both sides of my family. So mm-hmm. it's, um, uh, you know, I'd say that there's some parts that are hereditary, but, yeah. but you know, life experience would have been a part of it. Because, because, I, because I'm guessing, like, you know, you don't just wake up one day and decide, you know, I'm catatonically depressed. Like, no. it, it, it's probably a slow progression, I'd imagine. Yeah, absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. You don't, yeah, you kind of... Um, you know, I'm not. I'm not medicated myself. I'm not a 
against medication or anything. I think yeah. everybody has their own experiences, but I'm not medicated myself, but you, yeah, it's a big, tough fight. Like I have to, I, I do boxing literally four times a week. Mm. I, um, I'm into photography, writing work. I've always got to be doing something to keep myself occupied, but almost like not avoiding those feelings, but more, putting using that energy and putting it into something more positive as opposed to you know uh, holding on to it and experiencing you know that's really good for your overall health too yeah Mm. yeah absolutely absolutely yeah and i guess that um you know part part of helping yourself uh manage uh your mental health would be uh, the photography the writing but in addition to that to to do boxing a few times a week and to make sure that you're participating in these things in your life and that really helps Mm. you manage that that mental health or manage that uh negative energy if i can put it like that yeah totally Um, absolutely absolutely and i think it's just yeah it's important to find what your balance is i think Mm. as a person like uh you know that's my balance but for people to find what their balance is and i find that um those are where you know because i love boxing i love doing that kind of stuff but um at the same time yeah i think you've got to have a range of different things and as i said because i'm not medicated it's like Mm. it's a full-time job you know like you can't you kind of can't stop you know you've got to keep using you know pouring that energy into something more positive rather than avoiding it right okay yeah Hmm. um so i guess that for you to to help you manage that um is to do these things on on a regular basis sure Um, whether it's um uh, making films or photography or or boxing it's important for you to do that regularly as a way to help you uh manage your mental health and to manage that that danger of going to a dark place yeah definitely Um, and I guess that would be um, a large part of the reason for doing the exhibition. Definitely, definitely. I think it's that's yeah, it was really important to find all of those things and to. Um, but you know, that's why it's funny. Like, because a lot of the writing's quite, you know, I don't know if it's negative. But I think it's just real. Like, it's just it just is what it is. Um, a lot of people were reading it, sort of friends going, whoa, that's really full on. Are you okay? And I'm mm. like, yeah, I'm okay. But like therapy kind of looks differently to a lot of people. I don't yeah. think it's all about writing positive things. To me, mm. it's about letting things off my chest and, yeah. and, you know, being able to have that feeling of being able to let go. Mm. Really important. And I think um, you, you emphasize a really important point that, you know, um, for therapy, sometimes for people, it's important to really vent and to talk about what they're going through. Yeah. And I know often in the mental health uh, industry, they'll say if you're having a difficult time in life, uh, talk about it. Mm. Um, vent and find someone you can trust, some, find someone who's going to uh, respect what you're going through and, and just talk about it. Mm. Um, but I think one of the things you're emphasizing is that it doesn't always have to be talking. It can be... Uh, through artistic mediums Mm. you can express what you're going through in writing or in photography or in short films and that can also help you vent and and let out um, your experiences and that can also be a way that that is um, soothing and and to find therapy yeah definitely Um, definitely I think I think because people communicate in different ways I think mm. it's the problem is that a lot of people just say well you know talk to me or do you know like Let's just have a conversation. But I don't think everybody communicates that way. Like some mm. people, uh, they've been taught that conversation's just about talking to people and keeping guards up. Um, but then maybe writing is where uh, they're able to express themselves or mm. photography or painting or whatever it might be. Um, I think that it's important to sort of note that, that, you know, as a youth worker as well, I work with a lot of young people and the communication's different, you know. Some enjoy talking, some uh, would never be able to get their point across unless they wrote it down, you know, because they, they might have a whole bunch of thoughts jumbled in their head and nothing ever comes out right mm. and they don't feel like they've properly communicated how they were feeling. Um, I think it's important to sort of note that, yeah, 
it's important to sort of know that there's different communication methods um, when discussing something so personal. And how, um, if I can just ask, how has uh, learning the things that you've learned through managing your own mental health mm. um, and in finding an expression through artistic mediums, um, how has that had an influence in how you help the young people you work with? Um, has it changed your, your mindset or has it changed, uh, I guess, your, your approach to working with uh, youth? Um, I, I don't think so, really. I, I think that it's been the same all the time. You yeah. know, I've felt that um, I'm a big promoter of uh, it's okay to, uh, without sounding too cliche, but it's okay to not be okay. Mm. Um I think that that's really important to, I think, as a society that we need to put that across and stop wearing masks and, you know, and sort of just going, okay, well, I'm going to wear a mask until, you know, without sounding too brutal, but until I kill myself. Mm, I think that that's just not not okay. And I think that we, as a society, promote that way of thinking a Mm. lot. So it's not really the people that are going through its fault. It's that society and the sad thing is you know unfortunately we've seen that in the radio industry and one of the things that sin actually promotes which i think is really good and i've said this Mm. to peter before is that they actually say you know if you're struggling with anything tell us like don't hide it on air you know we we want to know if you're going through something that's Mm. awesome that's really really good there needs to be more organizations Mm. that do that like um where i work i think it's great you know like i think the youth foyer that we have the same kind of um, same kind of support uh, so it's really cool that Sin's doing that as well um, but it, it just needs to be more of it hey like right across the board like I my mission in life is to for people to be able to say well I'm off sick today because of my mental health not yeah, because yeah, I have yeah. the flu like because I think that yeah I mean just be honest and, and straightforward about that and say and, you know I'm off work not because accepted. I'm sick but because I'm just really not in a good place at the moment and need that time off um. yeah absolutely and anyone that goes through a horrible mental state would rather have the flu 10 times over you know Mm. um but i think a lot of the time we're just expected to you know just go to work suck it up but that's the same mentality that's you know i think as as far as you know from what i've seen growing up and i'm sure as as a male i I think a lot of males see it is just that suck it up mentality yeah and then 75 percent of uh suicide are males Uh, yeah absolutely i didn't know that so Mm. looking at those statistics it Mm. sort of says that we need as i'm not to discount the other 25 percent it's just as serious but um, I think that that's pretty alarming, you know, yeah. really, really alarming that it shows that, you know, young men and and older men are not talking, you mm. know, and they're not talking about their issues and it's just, you know, they have that suck it up mentality. Um, I'm an emotional person in that regard. I, I've got, I feel like I'm in touch with my emotions as a, as a human being and I think that's really important for anybody, mm, definitely, you know, yeah. to, to be in touch with that and to express that and to yeah. feel comfortable and safe to mm. to you know communicate yeah. what you're really what i'm really feeling or what people are really feeling you know and i think you're really leading the way shane in helping men uh, young men or old men understand that part of being a man and part of being human is accepting your emotions and acknowledging your emotions Absolutely. and being honest about what you're going through and being honest about what you feel. Yeah. And I feel like the the work you've done at this exhibition and I think in everything you do, because um, I feel like your photography is kind of an overflow, correct me if I'm wrong, of, of who you are and your experiences. Absolutely. It's not 100%. disconnected. Yeah. Um, and I feel like that's leading the way in helping men understand these truths that mm. it's okay to cry, it's yep. healthy to cry and to, you know, acknowledge what you're going through and when life is crap, it's okay to say it's it's crap. Things Absolutely. are just crap for me at the moment yep. and that's just the way it is at the moment. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and just to feel it, you know, it's funny that I, you know, I've had friends that, you know, have had... F- you know, caught from footy clubs or whatever, had friends that of theirs commit suicide, mm. and that whole 
mentality of masculinity was through the whole club. And then when their friend committed suicide, all of that left. And, you know, mm-hmm. they were they were like it's communicating that I, I would have been there. You know, I would have been there. I'd, I wish he had have said something to me. I mm-hmm. wish that. And it's just like when you see that, you actually see that there's actually a whole lot of love and emotion in these guys, you know, mm-hmm. that were taught otherwise. So, you know, the mm-hmm. truth sort of had come out you know in moments of crisis yeah and i guess it shouldn't it shouldn't take a crisis to recognize that something needs to change like it yeah. should already be in place that um people feel safe and feel comfortable to um be honest when they're not okay and they Absolutely. are going through stuff you're listening to youth and loud the show that's quiet about the trivial things but loud about the important things we discuss all issues relevant to youth if you'd like to find out more about the show or have a topic idea, check us out on Facebook and give us a shout by searching Youth and Loud. Or you can email us on youth at synradio.org. Um, so Shane, in your work you're quite open about your mental health struggles. Um, do you think that people who struggle with mental health would benefit from being as open as you have been Um, And is being open and honest an important part of managing things like anxiety and depression? Um, Look, I I think being open is really, really important, but I guess it really depends on the person. But I think being open is really, really, really important. But maybe I wouldn't say everybody has to go out and do an exhibition or, you know, or, mm. or put or do that, you know, on on that much of a great scale. But I think finding people that are, are close, that are willing to sort of learn and understand, um, because that's probably the hardest part, because I think a lot of people, they care, but they don't know how to actually, or they don't know what to do. Um, but I think it's definitely beneficial to be open and honest. And I think the more open and honest people are that I guess it'll you know force others to you know I guess accept it I I mean at least I'd hope that that would happen you know I'd hope Mm -hmm. that that would happen but um, at the end of the day there's I think that there needs to be a massive shift in Mm. uh, society I think that's really what it needs to needs to be where people feel safe and comfortable to be open and honest Mm. um because all we're doing when we when we don't allow people to do that is just avoiding reality and i think that mm. that's just not good for anybody you know so um yeah i'd hope so you know i'd hope that that would be the best best way for everyone but i think um with me what i'm doing here is just trying to start that conversation mm. um and it was really cool like when you said before that people would uh, encourage people to be open about it um, at the exhibition in the interviews. Yeah, many, uh, many people said that, yeah. Yeah, and I think that that's really what I'm trying to do, that I mm. think even just them saying that in the interviews is them being open, you know, them being vulnerable themselves. They don't know this is going to be on a podcast and they're, they're open about their own issues, and I think that's super cool. So um, depending on what it is, I think that, there's there's life in everybody you know it's just finding it i think that that's just i love that keep going <laughs> yeah <laughs> no but i but i i do think that but it's just finding it you know i don't want people to look at this as like oh check shane out or johnny brixton on like mm. his big success now off the back of this like yep. i still go through the same struggles you know mm. um I just say to a lot of the young people that are, are creatively inclined and, or, or whatever it may be, mm. um, they're going through something like this or going or, or going through a process of creating and, and using it as an outlet mm. that it's, you know, it's not that it saves you or anything straight away or, you know, completely, you know, cures you, whatever that means. Mm. Um, but it takes the edge off Mm. you know and i think the edge off is a pretty damn good thing like just to be able to take that edge off to kind of go all right cool i'm able to you know let go of things a little bit Mm. and helps helps manage it yeah absolutely but i'd Mm. i'd like to believe that there's more 
there's something inside everybody. I, mm. I couldn't work in my job if I didn't believe that. Um, so you've, uh, you, you may have covered this already, Shane, but you've uh, mentioned that photography and writing has helped you manage mental health struggles. Um, in what ways has these mediums helped you? And do you think that people who struggle with mental health uh, would benefit in general through artistic mediums? You may have covered that already. But... Um, I guess it, 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 it all depends. It depends on the person. I'm a creative person. I work with a lot of creative people, but I wouldn't say that it's the only thing. You mm. know, I think that there'd be a range of different things that people would enjoy that would, would help them... Um, through difficult mental states. Mm. Uh, creativity works for me. It works for a lot of people that I work with. But, you know, uh, I, I wouldn't want to say that your life's over if you're not creative or you're not creatively inclined. Yeah, yeah, for so sure, yeah. um, and I, I think that there's a range of different things that you could do, whether it be sport or whether mm. it be, you know, yoga or, or whatever, meditation or, you know, more spiritually inclined activities, whatever it might be. But, mm. um, yeah, I think that there'd be a range of different things. Depends on the person. Yeah, and I guess part of what you're saying is that uh, one size doesn't fit all. Some That's things right, might definitely. work for one person and not work for another person. Yeah. Um, but there is always something which a person can go to to help them. Mm. Um, and maybe yeah, sometimes it's trial and error. Just try and see if something does help, and if not, try something else. I think it's absolutely trial and error. Yeah. yeah, definitely. I think it's all about finding it, which is you know, a bit of a pain finding it like if it takes a while, but I think at the end of the day um all of this pain that people go through, I think even it builds somewhat of a resistance. Um and generally to me from what I've learned is strength doesn't look like strength it generally looks like weakness so when somebody's going through a weak point they don't generally think well I'm quite strong but if you've gone through say suicidal ideation one day and then you woke up the next day that's pretty strong to me like or mm. or if you've gone even if you've made an attempt or whatever it is uh, that you've experienced just the fact that you're still around uh, says that you're really strong, and you might not feel that way, but something, something's there to keep to, to keep you around. So, mm. um, uh, yeah, I just don't think it, strength looks like you know the traditional you know the traditional thoughts of strength a lot of the time. Mm. I think it looks like weakness, which kind of throws people off a mm. lot of the time. I love it. Excellent. You have a lot of really <laughs> awesome things to say. So. Um, yeah, as you speak, I'm like, man, that's a really good point. That's that's cool. Um, awesome stuff. Um, so, Shane, I'm just aware that there may be some people listening who struggle with mental health, um, such as anxiety or depression, um, or some people might just be going through a really difficult stage in their lives at the moment. Um, what could you say to encourage and to give hope to these people who are listening? Um. I'd say, first of all, that it's okay to be you. Um, it's definitely okay to be you. Um, know that there's networks and people around you, services uh, that, you know, not everybody likes every particular service, but there's there will be something that's suited to you. There mm. absolutely is all, all the time. Um, I think a lot of people have one experience and then it's... You know, they cast that across as a bad experience and that won't help me. So I'd say just keep, be aware that there is uh, help around. There's absolutely help around. Mm. Um, but the biggest thing is it is it's okay to be you. It's okay to be who you are um, as a human being and it's okay to go through struggle. Um, it's, you know, I, I think that, it will ultimately ultimately build you as an individual. Um, and if you can look at sort of a more positive or balanced approach, uh, when I say positive or balanced, I mean, I don't think positivity always works for everybody, but finding some kind of balance where you can find peace, uh, I think that's what we should sort of aim towards. Um, 
but yeah, that that wears a whole different a whole range of different masks. So I think that you know, live your life, go through experience to experience, um, but sort of understand that. I guess life's not, you know, not always so easy. And I think that personally, I think character is, you know, carved through steel, not molded through plasticine, you know, or, or, or you know, etched through steel. I think that it's, you know, it's, it's, a lot, it's really hard to sort of build. Can you unpack that metaphor a little bit? <laughs> um, <laughs> well, I think that, um, we go through uh, hard times for a reason to build our ultimate character. Mm. I think we go through trials and triumph for for that particular reason um, to build our character and build our strength. Of uh, you know, I think that's you know that's that's an honest truth. I think I just feel that um, you know people usually find that oh well life's supposed to be easy and or or you know it should be easier for me or but i think that those challenges that are thrown at you uh, are, are really important challenges i think they're really really important and, and no matter how bad they may be mm. um and i say this and i go through the same thing like or, or you know very similar experiences but these are the things that i know in the back of my mind that honestly just have kept me alive, you know, and where it could have very easily been the other way. Um, but, yeah, I guess I don't know if that's a whole <laughs> rounded adv- advice there, but I think that it's just I'm just a mere mortal, <laughs> you know, as a person, so I just feel like I have my experiences and these are things that have worked for me that um, – but I hope people find their own truths themselves. And Can I just ask, um, yeah. in what you're saying, Shane, you mentioned that you know when you go through something in life which is challenging or difficult, mm. it, it builds your character. Yeah. Um, is part of what you're saying um, the difficult experience helps you overcome the next difficult experience? So if you're mm. able to get through something um, and then as you keep going through the journey of life, when something else comes around the corner which is also difficult you can remember hang on a minute the last time we went through something difficult i overcame it and even though it was tough and it was difficult but you know i got through it i, I can be strong and i can get through this next difficult difficult mm. thing is that is that part of what you're saying in yeah terms absolutely of, uh, the value of the value of experiences yeah absolutely absolutely and even if the next challenge is even a lot tougher you mm. know i think that your previous experiences arm you, you know, to be able to deal with that. And don't get me wrong, like, I think that, you know, not everybody deals with everything in, in the ideal way and that's, you know, to be expected because obviously we're, we're all humans and we're all learning about ourselves so we're not, we're not experts. Um, I certainly wouldn't say that I'm an expert. Um, but I think that it's important to sort of know that, um, yeah, your life's a, a big old journey and i think that Mm. you're kind of going to have a whole lot of different experiences and um they're going to mold you to be who you are today or who you are in 50 years time you know Mm. um uh but either way just keep surviving hey i think it's it's worth it awesome yeah um we've just got one more question for you shane before we finish up um so do you have any upcoming projects um for the rest of the year that you would like to mention um, I don't know. For the rest of the year, I think I'm just going to be shooting a lot, like taking a lot of photos. I'm working on another exhibition for next year. But I I'll, thought you meant shooting there as in oh, hunting animals no, or no, something. No, no, I'm, I'm vegetarian. So <laughs> right, okay. Go, yeah. like, I'm not going to get all preachy. Yeah. Um, no, I'm not killing anything. Um, yeah, no, I think that a whole lot of just um, taking photos. I'm about to fly out to the States Oh, actually, this will be, yeah, oh, I would have been coming back, whatever. I don't know when this is going to be released. Um, but, yeah, um, overseas, just doing that and then having a child. So that's going to be my next experience. So I think awesome. that I might, um, you know, I probably won't have another exhibition this year. Mm. But um, is the states just for a holiday? Or is that part no, of no, it's or? all for photography. So okay, I'm going yeah. solo and awesome. um, just uh, traveling around California, 
um, Nevada and Arizona. So just going on a bit of a solo road trip. To... Just remember, you can get some great shots from a roller coaster. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, true. Well, okay. that's how I justify it anyway. Just because yeah, if you yeah. don't wreck your very expensive camera yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you're up there, man, this is a great shot. Oh, there goes my oh, camera. There, there goes my life. <laughs> um, no, it'd be um, yeah. So traveling and then yeah, coming back, having a child and. Um, which will be, yeah, real cool. So really, really cool. I'm so looking forward to that. So I kind of, I think I want to spend my time with that. And then, uh, yeah, I'll definitely be working on putting another exhibition together probably in the early stages of next year, I would say. Awesome. Yeah. Um, so, Shane, I think that's all we uh, wanted to ask you tonight. Um, do you have anything else you'd like to add before we finish? No, that's cool. I think it's all been pretty well covered. Thank you, guys. I really appreciate it. Anything you'd like to, to ask? Or I'm, I'm, I'm good. Cool. Cool. Um, awesome. Yeah. But once again, thank you so much, Shane, for joining us on Youth and Loud. Um, it's been really cool. cool to have you on the show. Yeah, thank you for um, having me. And you're doing an awesome job. And that was Shane Hood talking with us about his recent exhibition called Comfort in Chaos. Up next, we'll hear from several people who attended the exhibition about their thoughts and impressions of his work. We're here at the moment to witness Johnny Brookston's uh, exhibition with his photography um, and his writing. Uh, so what do you guys think so far? What are your initial impressions about his work? Oh, I've known Johnny for probably five years now. It's been a while. And uh, I've been a fan of his work ever since I met him. We, um, I went to TAFE where he was teaching and uh, sort of got to know him through doing business and he started introducing his photography to me. I thought it was very, it had a, like a very dark honesty to it that I dug. Like it was just amazing. Yeah. This gallery where he's showing all his artwork through, um, through um, photography and all that kind of stuff, I would say like as much as like you look at it, like that's who he is. And it's like, as I say, like one picture shows a million words and tells a million stories. Everyone here, I think you'll find a lot of people have known Johnny Brixton through their lives. I've known him as well. But the artwork perspective, how do I describe it? It's like he takes pictures of things that people might not necessarily notice or draw attention to. And he just sort of exposes it in a way it says, you shouldn't feel ashamed to look at this. This is the world. This is what's here. I think that you look at his art and he kind of takes... Not just the beautiful side, but like the ugly side of life and brings it to light. I'm impressed at how he can make the everyday seem really interesting and beautiful. I'm amazed that I've known him for years and I never knew there was just so much depth and so much going on kind of behind that sweet face. I feel really inspired by him sharing his experiences because I think in that kind of little bit, like window, he opens into his vulnerability. He kind of... I don't know, sort of breaks down those barriers between people and shows that, you know, we're all just people. We all have shit that we deal with. That's it, yeah. And, you know, we're, yeah, we're all in it together, I guess. And, and I think, like, also, yeah. it's very compressing. It's not, like, it's not tiptoeing around everything. So anything that's felt is just there. So yeah. it's not... And while since I've known Shane for about, I'd say, two years or so, uh, as being a teacher for a music business class, so I'd have to say I really admire his more passion for coming out, especially with this kind of work. How it's also got somewhat of a really dark and untouched sort of grey area of the subject, but managing to bring it out to the light, making make it more aware to other people and just generally more relatable, mm. and yeah. can speak to a lot. Specifically in youth, it speaks to a lot of us on a personal level. I met him about four years ago. Um, he was teaching me at TAFE, when I, my music course. Um, not only did he help me with the business side of music, but he also helped me with my emotional, like, distraught. So every time I see him, I always just expect what I get from him. It's just a raw, gritty emotion just brought out in frame, and I absolutely love it. I think it's interesting, a lot of people are afraid of the negative impact of sharing this aspect of yourself, whereas I would say it's showed a real genuine side of him. Part of Johnny Brookston's work is to help him express his own struggles with mental illness. Um, what kind of impact do you think that his work has on other people who also struggle with mental health conditions? Um, 
I personally think that it kind of like brings it to light and shows it to people and it makes it sort of like he's kind of come out of the you know the woodwork and said you know this is what I was going through these are my struggles and then other people are ending up relating to it and finding it like other ways to channel maybe how they feel or how they react to certain things in everyday life and thinking if Johnny can do this and make this negative into such a positive then maybe I can do the same thing yeah well look it did for me um, <clears throat> I've struggled with depression in the past um, and it seems like it's in some uh, environments it seems like it's quite still quite a taboo thing um, but for me coming here and, and seeing that someone's done art about it um, makes me feel more comfortable that that's something that I've dealt with or struggled with or experienced so he's a youngish man he's quite cool like a lot of the, his young students really look up to him so I think there's more and more men that are feeling comfortable to, and to be open about this sort of thing which I think is really important and I think he plays a part of that I think um, what yeah like what you said about everybody kind of has a story to tell and he's telling a story of the kind of dark side that we don't usually see from men and I think also the words and the pictures together shows a really rounded kind of picture of that that you know the power of art to kind of express something really deep that words or art by itself couldn't do. I think it's a I think it's a good impact because I think some people can can relate on the same level um and some people don't know how to express what they're going through or don't know you know don't know what they're feeling and then when it's put in front of them they're like yeah that's it that's the one that's what I'm feeling do you think I guess um part of what he does is normalize uh chaos or it's, you know it's called comfort and chaos and you say that part of his work normalizes the the, the tough parts of life or yeah the definitely and the mess of life he kind of makes that normal so other people can be more encouraged to definitely and I think he's um I don't know if you'll feel this way, but this is the way I feel. I feel he's, he's kind of like a leader in that sense. So, you know, being able to to show people the way that it is okay to not be okay. And that brings us to the end of this episode of Youth and Loud. Thanks heaps to Shane Hood for being a part of this episode and talking to us about his exhibition, Comfort and Chaos. If you've felt concerned about anything you've heard tonight, you can contact Beyond Blue on 1300 22 26 38. That's 1300 22 26 38. Lifeline on 13 11 14. That's 13 11 14. Thanks heaps for listening to this episode, and we'll catch you next time on Youth and Loud.